Welcome to the Conversations with Christians Engage podcast, where we go in-depth with practical ways for you to pray, vote, and engage. Each week, we are uploading the audio recording of our weekly Psalms Bible study. This week, we covered Psalm 14. To sign up for the Bible study, visit our website at christiansengaged.org and click on the Bible study tab. Okay, we are getting going. I'm so excited to be with you guys this Monday morning. Um, we are about to be joined with Bianca Gracia on my board. So we've got girl power today as we go through Psalms 14. So super excited um, to have you guys with us. Um, God is good all the time. What an amazing resurrection weekend. Hope you guys uh, thoroughly enjoyed time with your family and celebrating the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. Um, I know it was an amazing time for our family just to spend time together and, and really enjoy the Lord. So, hey, Bianca. Good morning, Bunny. Good morning. We're live everywhere. So thank you for joining us from dear Pasadena, Texas. Yes, you're welcome. Thank you, Bunny. Thank you for the opportunity. I'm so gracious to be on here this morning with you. Woohoo! Well, we're in Psalms 14. Um, those of you who do not know Bianca, she um, is, uh, how do I even describe you, Bianca? She's like the woman with the mostest. Everybody calls me the Energizer Bunny. I think you're the Latina Energizer Bunny. <laughs> yes, Bunny, we stay busy is the best thing I can say. You know, everything, I, I'm just an activist out there doing what we're sending. I go where God sends me. I do what God wants me to do. Sometimes it's not pretty. Sometimes it is pretty. Um, but the, but the thing is, even when it's not pretty bunny, we see the glory of the Lord after you have to go through that, you know, those hoops and, and you have to just jump over things. And then you see the glory of God and you're like, wow, he did it. Like he did all of it. It's just, it's always a blessing. Um, and I've, I've learned to navigate that's the best thing as a Christian, you have to learn to navigate through rough waters and yes. you have to learn when the enemy, you, it's, it's like, I almost can see the enemy coming now. It's it, you know, and most Christians get immediately go into fear or kind of start to, you know, backstep and you gotta, you gotta now know the discernment that we have it's like enemy alert, you know, and you've got to navigate through that, through that whole rough water. And when you do, and you finish that task at hand, it's amazing when you look back and you see all the work God did. And even when he uses the, those negative things into turns them into positive yes. testimonies for people. So People have to understand that sometimes even when you're in trials and you're going through trials or you're going through those chartered waters, there is testimony that will come out of the chartered water if you stay focused and follow to what God tells you to do. It's amazing. God's work is awesome. Well, what a great way to start this morning because we're going to dive into Psalms 14, which I've entitled... Are there any who understand and seek God? <laughs> so I'm going to share for just a few minutes um, my thoughts. And then um, I know Bianca has a lot to share, too. So I'll save her plenty of time. And we're just going to dive in this together. But you guys open your Bible to Psalm 14. Bianca, um, I don't know if you have your Bible in front of you, but can you, read, can you read Psalm 14 for us? 
Yes. Uh, I have the amplified. Is that okay? That's fine. Okay. Uh, the spiritually ignorant fool has said in his heart, there is no God. They are corrupt. They have committed repulsive and speakable deeds. There is no one who does good. The Lord has looked down from the heaven upon the children of men to see if there are any who understand, act wisely, who truly seek after God, longing for his wisdom and guidance. They have all turned aside together. They have become corrupt. There is no one who does good, not even one. Have all the workers of wickedness and injustice no knowledge? Who eat up my people as they eat bread and do not call upon the Lord? There they tremble with great fear, for God is with the consistently righteous generation. You evildoers shamefully plan against the poor. But the Lord in his safe refuge, oh, that the salvation of Israel would come to out, would come out of Zion. When the Lord restores his captive people, then Jacob will rejoice. Israel will be glad. Okay. I'm on fire today, guys. I don't know if it's focusing on the resurrection all weekend or the gospel or the harvest or what, but, you know, I, I was praying yesterday and just um, reading some scripture and I really felt the Lord say <laughs> um, a resurrection is coming to America. Mm -hmm. A resurrection is coming to America and we are the leaders to be able to proclaim that resurrection and speak the truth. Okay. But let's break this psalm down. Psalm 14. You got the fools, right? Mm -hmm. It's harder to not believe in God than to believe in God. Let's just, I mean, let's just be clear here. It really takes a lot of faith to not believe in God. Um, when you see, you know, I was thinking about bananas this weekend. Bananas, they're perfectly shaped for your hand, right? You peel them off. You eat them. It nutri gives nutrients to your body, right? How do you not think about bananas being created by something, right? We have Coca-Cola bottles. I won't talk about Coca-Cola and my frustration with them right now, but they have a logo. It's red and white. We see that something, something created this product. Somebody created this, right? Um, we have a unique DNA in our bodies that are unique to all of us. Everybody has unique DNA. How does that happen? Billions of people. Um, our blood is a cleansing agent. If you cut your, if I, I cut myself all the time. I, I'm just a total klutz. I'm sitting there doing whatever. I'm cutting myself. All of a sudden, my hand starts healing like instantly because of the healing power of our blood, right? I mean, this all points to one thing. It points to a creator. You have a galaxy full of millions of stars, billions of stars that die and are, you know, and other stars come up, right? Right. I mean, our whole universe is amazing. How do we not have a creator? How does this not point to some sort of intelligent design, right? Right. Only the fool can dis disvalue um, the reality of this. And that's what David's saying here, or the psalmist. Mm -hmm. um, men is not inherently good, but we are looking for ways to justify our wickedness. That's what's happening here. Right. It's not that we can't see the creator. It's not that we can't see truth, but we are trying to do everything we can to dive into 
to our justification for us wanting to stay as we are. But here's the heart of God spelled out in verse two, I guess. I love this verse. Mm. The Lord looks down from heaven upon the children of men to see if Mm. there are any who understand and who seek God. Here again is the longing heart of God that we saw last week in Revelation 1. These fiery eyes, right? He's looking everywhere. And another verse in the Old Testament that I absolutely love, 2 Chronicles 16, uh, 16, 9, says, For the eyes of the Lord are running to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong on behalf of those whose heart is loyal to him. Right. Bianca, are you excited about that? Does that make you excited? I'm excited. I'm excited. There's there's a lot going on right now in this world and this, and you couldn't have chosen a better Psalm to cover this morning. I mean, the eyes of the Lord are trying to find you, my friend, and they're trying to find me, right? Yes. And he like, he is focused in on those who seek him. Yes. And I like decided on the way way back from Victoria last week that I was going to listen to the Song of Solomon several times um, on my audio Bible. Mm-hmm. And again, that whole psalm, uh, Song of Solomon, is just God's heart towards us, right? His heart towards his bride. I don't care if you're a man or you're a woman, you're still the bride of Christ. <laughs> right, right. That's right. You right and Song of Solomon 4 9 says, You ravished my heart, my sister, my spouse. You have ravished my heart with one look of your eye, with one link of your necklace. I just love that. Um, that thought. So here he is, my friends. If God has revealed Himself to you, it's a miracle, like we talk about all the time. Yes, but we have a responsibility now to gain understanding, right, through the word of God, and to seek him. And when we do that, something changes. Now, let's focus in. I want one more scripture I want to focus in on, which is, um, I think it's verse four. For God is with the generation of the righteous. Mm. Okay. Mm. I just want to focus in on this for a second. God is with the generation of the righteous. Yes. Have you ever thought that your life is not just about you, but it's about the generation that you represent? Okay. Now, this is really key because we think sometimes we have this personal relationship with God, right? This Mm -hmm. personal relationship with God and we, it's private. You know, we don't want to talk about God. We don't want to talk about his impact on our life. We don't want to talk about what he's saying to us. We don't want to talk about the word. But that's absolutely the opposite of what the word of God is all about, right? Because right. if we're walking with Jesus, um, he should impact a whole generation through our life. That's if right. your kids and your grandkids are not being impacted by the presence of God in your life, something is wrong. Right. Because here he says, God is with the generation of the righteous. He is our righteousness. He comes to us, God with us, Emmanuel. Think about that. God is with us. God is with us. And I mean, that alone, that God is with us and walking with us like Enoch or like um, Elijah, right? (laughs) Um, Impacts everything around us. Um, and so this Psalm, Psalm 14 is a, a prophetic Psalm of the Messiah that eternal salvation is going to come to Zion, to the people of Israel. 
they will be impacted by his deliverance, mm -hmm. right? And Psalms 130, Psalms 126, which we'll get to many, you know, a couple years later, says the Lord brought back the captivity of Zion. We were like those who dream. Our mouths were filled with laughter. Our tongue was singing. They said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us. And we are glad when mm -hmm. God sends his salvation to us. Mm -hmm. Laughter that broken out of captivity feeling happens to us. We're connected to him. Um, the story changes mm -hmm. and that impacts everything. Right. Mm -hmm. And so what we're trying to do here on Monday mornings is focus you in again on that. Right. Focus you in that what you have in the spirit changes everything. It changes everything around you. It changes everything that's going on at your workplace, everything at your church, everything in your community. Um, you know, you are the one who understands and seeks the Lord. And so therefore it should impact your generation, right? Amen. Woo. Okay. Bianca, take it from there. Mm. <laughs> Man. Well, Bunny, you just said a mouthful. You know, I've been doing a lot of reflecting and just reading a lot of stuff that's been, you know, just coming out and focusing on some really important, um, I guess, facts or stats. Um, a recent, something recently came out saying there was only, I don't know, 50% people identifying as Christian right now. Right. And I thought, what happened to that number, Bunny? That's very low. Um, wh wh what's going on with our Christian world? What's going on with our people? What's going on with God's people, right? We just went through this whole COVID where churches have shut down. People have disenfranchised, you know? Um, there's, there's those that like you and I or others out there that have said, well, just because the church shut down doesn't mean we shut down. So we're you know, doing Bible studies here on Facebook or in our home or still pressing into the Lord. But the masses of the people that didn't get the word from anybody else, other than that one hour or whatever that they go, when they go to church, no longer are going to church because they have gone into full panic, gone into full mode of fear, um, staying home. And just maybe it's now become easier. You know, it's easier to not be disciplined to go to church that one Sunday mm. easier to just be at home. And now you now live a whole entire, you've been almost, almost your brain has been uh, reprogrammed to think that something else is normal. And if you didn't have that relationship with the Lord sitting at the pew, but you went to hear about the Lord, but you didn't build your own relationship now these people are disenfranchised and I'm, I, I'm just, I'm trying to make sense of this while I'm reflecting and bunny, this Psalm to me was saying, where are my people? Mm. Is there not one good one out there? Because it's like, I feel like so we're dwindling and we are in a fight of a lifetime right now where Christians are being, um, you know, disenfranchised. Uh, it's not, we're not popular. Um, we're being looked at as a very minority. Everything that we believe in biblically is being struck at um, through political moves, 
through outside sources, through now organizations, companies, um, you name it, it's there. Yeah, it's slithering through. And where are these people? And that's what I saw. And what I read in Psalms, I felt funny that God was saying, he's so hurt and going after everything I've done, testimony after testimony, all the goodness that I've given you, where are my people? Like, is there not a good one out there? I felt like this was a cry out from the Lord going, you should have drawn, instead of drawing closer, you drew further. And it just helps. It it just, I just can't wrap my head around it, buddy. And I'm going, okay. And then I thought about, you know, people always talk about the harvest, right? They talk about the harvest. And Pastor Rodney Howard Brown said in January at his Occupy, you know, week-long little revival of his, his session, Occupy session, he said, this year is the year of harvest. And I didn't understand that. And I'm like thinking, well, in the past four years, I've been hearing harvest, harvest. And I'm like, were we not harvesting? Were we not saving the souls? Were we not being a testimony out there to people so that when you do get into these chartered waters like COVID, that you don't stray away from the Lord, but you draw closer to the Lord? Where did we fail? That I'm like, now we have to go back and harvest new souls? I'm, I'm kind of trying to grasp my mind around it, buddy. And this weekend I was in church and the pastor of the church said, never on Easter Sunday has anyone probably taught Job or talked about Job. And he said, he made a list of the things that Job did not know when he went through what he went through, you know? And he said, he came up with, I don't know, 17 things or something. He said, Job did not know. And he names all these things that Job did not know were going to come years after and and he's talking about look when when jesus died on the cross everybody was like it's over oh my gosh what are we gonna do it's over and so he says that's what we've been feeling like in the past year we've lost hope it's over you see the world crumbling up you know right in front of you um you know things that were being put forth for biblical values are being now destroyed and going in a different direction. And you see it just collapsing. This whole system is being, it's collapsing. And he's like, you, you're, you know, almost like we're at a point where it's what, what, what's happening, what's going on. But he says, look, on the third day, he rose again. So we don't understand what God is doing right? We think we've lost hope. We think we're going backwards, but we're not, my friend. We're not. So I'm trying to wrap my head or I'm going, okay, only 50% of Americans, I mean, are Christian, I mean, believers. I mean, like what is happening? It's time for the harvest. I'm like, you know, COVID, you know, now they're trying to come up with I mean, bunny, you see it. It's like, you know, passports for the vaccine and just infringing on every single right we could possibly believe as human beings, right? Everything that the Lord set forth as our nation was founded, 
by these Christian leaders. Everything just, it's just being torn all apart. And I see many Christians. I see them. I, they post on their Facebook bunny, like lost hope. Everything's over. It's like this, this flag of surrender. And I'm like, no, don't surrender to the enemy. Surrender to the Lord. That's who you surrender to and say, God, forgive me. I have failed you. What do I do now? But you don't give up hope because that's if, 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 if Job, when he ran and hid in the whale's mouth, cause he was like, oh, I'm going to go out there and do it. I'm not doing that. You know, and here we are in a year's worth of being, you know, homebound per se, you know, because of COVID and, and, and everything that our world has gone through in the past year. And then here we are during this Holy week. And we remember that Jesus died at the cross in at that point in time, if we can think back what all of the, you know, and he says it, he said it this weekend in the Bible, I mean, in, in church, he said, all of his apostles, they all fled. They were in fear. Like, oh my God, I'm next. Yes. You know, and it's almost as, as I see this whole thing and it's even within the Patriot movement, right? There's so many people are fleeing. Oh my God. People are getting put in jail. They're getting put in prison. They're being called this, that labeled with all kinds of titles, right? All kinds of things thrown at them. And it's almost like reliving this, this whole analogy of Jesus, you know, dying to the cross and all the people were running like, oh my God, I'm going to be crucified next. Everybody run, 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 you know, hide, um, go into a safeguard, you know, go hide somewhere, you know, and, and, and you're, and you're thinking these people are, have lost hope. He's dead. What's going to happen? Oh my God, we're, we're doomed. We're doomed. But yet none of them knew what was really going to come. Now he tried to tell him, you know, that he tried to tell him that, you know, what he told him, I'm going to die. That's going to happen. He tried to lay it all out for them, uh, but they didn't comprehend it. We as humans never comprehend what God's work is. And that is what I see in this Psalm 14 is we don't know what God is working in the background, but we do know that on the third day, Jesus rose again. And we have the victory because he left us with a Holy Spirit that should be embraced by us. And we are to be the hands and the feet. We are supposed to, you just said, listen, you got to take your Bible and you got, it's not, there is a personal relationship with you and Jesus, right? You and God, you can yes. go to him in a personal, but it doesn't mean keep it in that little closet of yours where that safe space is for you. And I don't like to call it safe space, but it's a space that's a privacy with you and God, where you go and you talk to him privately. That's, you're not supposed to keep it in that four little, you know, in the, in the room right there, four walls closed in, you're to come back out and talk about how God impacts your life. I think what's happening is, Bianca, is we are forgetting that God is about to lead people out of captivity. There you and go. I don't know how many of y'all watched the Ten Commandments this weekend. It's always on TV, but I, I caught a little bit of it. And I was just reminding myself, um, mm -hmm. we, we think that we're being shut down, right? Big tech is coming in, trying to shut us down, trying to yes. you know, discriminate against us, whatever, uh, corporations, whatever. Yes. But- 
what we're not seeing is that God's trying to take us back to simplicity. If we would only open up our eyes and yes. see our neighbors, yes. see the people, you know, we don't need all this junk. We don't need all this technology. We don't, really don't. Um, no. We really just need relationship with one another. And we see people all day long in our grocery stores, in our neighborhood, walking our dogs, um, at, at our offices. Um, you know, I shared a few weeks ago, I don't know if I shared on this Bible study, but during the last campaign, I got to lead my campaign assistant and his girlfriend to Jesus. Amen. That was the highlight of my entire year last year. <laughs> Even though I was starting Christians Engage, I was leading a congressional campaign. The highlight of my year absolutely was leading those two precious people to Jesus mm. and seeing their life be transformed in front of my eyes, right? Yes. Yes. There's nothing more that gives us joy than seeing that. And what Psalms, the last verse of Psalms uh, 14 says, when the Lord brings back the captivity of his people, let Jacob rejoice and Israel be glad. Yes. Now, if you just want to focus on the people of God, the reality is it looks bleak, right? Right. The Jewish people, it looks like they're going to be doubters forever, right? Right. But that is not the truth. The remnant of the people of Israel are coming to faith in Jesus, and we are going to see the largest harvest um, in the next season I think we've ever seen in America, and it's because resurrection is about to happen. Amen. I am fired up today, guys. I I mean, I'm so glad Bianca was on with me today because this is, those of you who have been on with me the last, what, 14 weeks? No, I don't get like this, but I am all about praying into the harvest right now. And we better start opening our mouths Mm -hmm. every place we can go. Bianca, final words, and then we're going to pray. We got five minutes. Wow. I, oh my gosh, Bunny. I, I, listen, I'm, I'm in agreement with you. God says when two are gathered and you're in agreement, you know, he will um, honor your petitions and your prayers. And so I'm in agreement with you. I, I don't really think I have much more to say than what I've said. It's, it's, it's a time you're saying it correctly. It's time of resurrection. Um, you know, I heard a pastor talk about, you know, this unmasking, you know, about the masks coming off. And he was talking about, you know, in Lazarus, when he was in the tomb and the, how they unmask him, you know, and it's, he says, this is where we're at as Christians. You must be unmasked. How are we to talk about God if we're consistently going to be wearing a covering over, mm. our you know, um, and I'm not saying don't be safe. That's not what very, I'm saying. No, that's a very good analogy. You know what I'm saying? But, but you, you have to be able, it's hard. I mean, at a grocery store, you're trying to ask for something from the produce people or from somebody and they can't hear you with a mask. So it's like, how are you to preach or how are you to talk to people? They can't hear you because you're muffled with something in front of you. And so, you know, be brave, be bold, rely on the Lord. I tell people all the time, bunny, you can't halfway believe in the Lord. You are either all in or you're not. I've said it from the beginning when people go, aren't you afraid of COVID? Aren't you afraid of COVID? Why are you not masked? And I'm like, I'm covered in the blood of Jesus. And they look at me like I'm crazy. And I'm like, guys, if I'm going to believe in God and I'm going to say I believe in him and I'm following him, either I believe in him or I don't. I can't be lukewarm about it. 
Like, well, God applies here, but he doesn't apply here. Either I'm covered in the blood of Jesus and I really believe it with all my heart and have so much faith in the Lord, or I'm not, or I'm only partially covered by the blood of Jesus. I mean, so be it. I don't, we don't have our book of life in front of us. We do not know what the Lord has planned for us. How I am going to die, Bunny, I I don't have that in front of me. It could be COVID. It could be a car accident, a plane accident. It could be in my sleep. It could be a heart attack. It could be cancer. It could just be of old age. I don't know yes, that. Old age. So, you know, I'm, I, I'll take, you know, my sleeper old age anytime. But yes. you know what I'm saying? I mean, I don't know what that is. But what I do know is if you do walk with the Lord, and you are faithful and obedient, Bunny. It doesn't matter how you die because your life and your testimony, you just said it will impact a generation. Yes. Who yes. cares? I don't want people focusing on, oh, Bianca died of something. No, I want them to focus on the good work that Bianca did. Do not mourn. Focus on the souls saved, the mouths fed the people turned to christ the 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 testimonies of laying hands on somebody and seeing them just prop up and now all of a sudden be healed feel the passion the glory the everything about the lord walk in it and walk in it and full force don't go back that's the best advice i have for everybody you can't be lukewarm about it you're either all in with the lord or you, you there's no halfway it's either all in or no way you know and, and, I and wanna, even me, with that buddy let me jump that, into this let yeah, me jump, jump in sorry we're on a roll you know if you feel like you're lukewarm okay cry out for new hunger yes. cry out yes. for new thirst because god is wanting to take what has seemed to be dead. Mm, we saw yes. in Ezekiel, the dry bones, right, mm. of the church. Mm. And he wants to breathe on those dry bones and bring new life, okay? So if that's you today, it mm. is absolutely okay. You're like listening to Bianca and you're going, I don't feel like I'm on fire. I'm not completely there. I don't even know what you guys are saying. It's going in one ear and out the other. Thank you, Bunny. Ask God for new hunger and new yes. thirst. It says, he who hungers and thirsts after righteousness will be filled. Amen. Amen. And he does not want us to live as double-minded men swerved, you know, all over the place. He wants us single-hearted, wholehearted for Jesus. So I'm just going to pray right now for us yes. as we go into this week that God consume us yes. with that um, new power. Lord, I thank you that you are building a generation of the righteous, God. You are building us as the generation of the righteous. Lord, we want to not be a fool. We do not want to be fools. We want to be those who understand and seek you, God. That is our heart cry today. And God, I am burdened for the church of Jesus Christ all around Texas and all around America today. God, that we would understand, we would know you, that we would seek you, God. Put a new hunger in our hearts, Lord. God, we need resurrection. Amen. God, we're crying out for resurrection over the church, regardless of denominations, regardless of what city, God, yes. from Dallas to Pasadena to Houston to San Antonio to Corpus Christi to Midland. God, we pray for a revival to hit this 
state of Texas. God, we want to be Christians engaged, those who pray, who seek your faith, God, that have understanding for the days that we live in, that engage in our culture, that are not afraid of politics and government, that are not afraid of impacting our businesses, that are not afraid of walking out the door and speaking the word of God. Lord, yeah. we thank you that the Jesus, because you are with us, our children and our grandchildren are impacted for eternity, God. It's not just about our life. It's about the generations that follow us, God. And as I was reminded about my kids, Lord, this weekend, they love Jesus. I'm so thankful that they love God, that they got something out of weak parents um, that simply sought you with all their heart, Um, regardless of our ups and downs, Lord, they got you. And I'm so thankful for that. And Lord, we thank you for impacting our life and the generations to come. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Bunny, we did good together. Thanks for finishing that that off because you literally wrapped up what I had in my head, but I couldn't, I wasn't sure how I was going to deliver it and you delivered it. I'm glad you spoke to the lukewarm people well, or who felt lukewarm doesn't mean you're lukewarm. Lukewarm. those those that are feeling you you nailed it you and nailed let me it. just say this if you feel lukewarm if you even acknowledge that god's already got your heart <laughs> yeah exactly so cool is you know that means your heart's not hardened that means your heart is tender before him and and when i see my need which is constantly people you know i want to see my need constantly i don't want to be that one that thinks I have it all together. And I'm like, Oh, I'm super Jesus loving spiritual. Um, no, I see my need for God and I'm pressing in for more of him because we cannot be satisfied in this hour, um, with what we've, what we've touched, what we see in the modern church, what we see in our, you know, religious rituals. Um, it is time to get desperate from him and hopefully again, this Psalms Bible study just gets you in the word every Monday morning or, you know, study it on Sunday and then work your way through another book as well. Um, stay in the word of God all week. Don't, don't let yourself go yes. uh, without him. And Bunny, just one last thing so that people understand that when I say I'm all in, that doesn't mean that I'm perfect either. And that doesn't mean that I don't have to go back and seek the Lord because if you think that if you're even feeling like you're lukewarm about anything, imagine people like us who are all in, we get attacked even harder because we're all in. And so the enemy wants to consistently come at us in different ways to, to try to make us doubt, fear. And even we have to go back and seek the Lord and say, God, please, even I have to come back and and get off the grid for about three days and just re-energize myself and say, God, you know, fill me up because I've been out there and I feel like I've, I've left all the Holy Spirit everywhere. And I'm like, I'm drained. You get drained. So don't think for one second that by any means, am I saying that I'm in some kind of perfection, perfected way that, you know, I'm the perfect person and I am, you know, that, that, oh, because she's all in, you know, you know, she's going to, it's nothing like that. We get attacked even harder and even we have to go back 
and humble ourselves and ask for more grace and mercy. And if, and even then, you know, even say, God, if I've offended you in any such way, even I have to do that, even if I know, and I believe, but that's my relationship with them. So bunny, that's, that's perfect. I wanted people to think and, and understand that yes. just because, you know, I say this about people, it's because I'm trying to make it known to ignite you and bunny you you nailed it you basically told them this is what this is your tendered heart and this is when you go back to the lord to 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 give you more right so that you can be full in you're you're we're all in in that our heart is all in yes that is a decision that's a choice that we make um, and I'm, I'm dealing with that in my own life, you know, wanting to decide if I'm going to stay in the safe place or I'm going to walk out in the water into the deep place, right, to be obedient. And so that is a constant choice that we make as believers every day to say, I'm all in. I'm all in and, and that's a path that we continue to lead and I don't, it never gets old, right? So Bianca, I love you. Thank you for joining us this morning. Y'all share this uh, today with people, support Christians Engage. We are funded by individuals just like you that say we're all in and we need these voices in our state and in our nation. Um, thank you guys for supporting us. We need the support. We don't ask enough. I'm horrible about asking. Um, we need you to support us at christiansengage.org. Um, sign up to help us monthly or one time and uh, sow into this ministry because we really are uh, believing for some huge things this year. You're, we got more announcements coming in the future. So uh, be ready. Okay. God bless all of our Christians Engage family, Bunny. Blessings. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us today. This podcast is a production of Christians Engaged. We are a nonpartisan nonprofit that exists to awaken, motivate, and educate ordinary believers in Jesus Christ to pray for our nation regularly, vote in every election, and engage our hearts in some form of political activism. To learn more about us, please visit our website at christiansengaged.org. That's christiansengaged.org.